0: and welcome back to the Villa Filler podcast. I'm here once again with my good friend, Dan Wiseman. Dan, how are you doing, mate? It's a, it's a gloomy Saturday morning, probably quite reflective on how last night went at Villa Park, isn't it?
1: Yeah, mate, it is some pathetic fallacy for all my GCSE English uh, students out there. It's uh, pretty gloomy. But look, the thing is, is like, here we are, we have put on it after a 3-0 loss. both pretty happy. I don't know about you, but, I, you know, the opt- like obviously not happy with the result, but the optimism is still there. I'm not like coming on here. It's not like after, after last season, you know, some yeah. of the three weeks that we had us up today and we'd be sort of begrudgingly coming on this podcast thinking, oh, yeah, here we go again. This was crap. This was crap. But here we are, you know. I think we'll, we'll obviously touch on the game, mate, but I haven't actually heard yet all about your day yesterday because th- for those that don't know, Dan, you were at the game yesterday. In person, How was it? Yeah. in the flesh, live and direct from B six, our very own, the Villa Phillas finest,
0: Mr. Dan Morgan in attendance. Forget the game, mate. Tell me everything. How was it? It was it was crazy, like and I think as a fan, obviously who hadn't been to the games since Leicester whenever uh you know you see the journalists like Ashley Priest or Matt Mayer or someone like that tweet and they and they say some you know they they're like oh yeah you know like let the fans in or something like that you're kind of like yeah like I, I appreciate you you definitely want the fans in but like it's almost like you're saying that just because you're there and we're not mm-hmm. and I kind of felt like that last night I felt I, I actually felt kind of guilty being there um, yeah, I know exactly.
1: I can imagine, yeah. I know exactly. Like, what you
0: mean. I mean, you've been in the press box before as well, Dan at Villa Park. So, let, you know, we've got to mention that we've <laughs> both been fortunate enough to to have been there. Obviously, you were yeah. there, but it was the Bolton game, weren't it?
1: Bolton game, yeah, good. good memory, yeah. mate. Nice See, mate. How could then. I forget? Um, I think we only won one, though, didn't we? Yeah, it was oh, it was two, two. two. Chessie and Jack scored. Yeah. That's the
0: one. That's the Oh, yeah, he ran Jack, rounded the keeper, didn't he? I remember now. It
1: was that, it was that game where chezy that. On the off the line clearance, you know, where he sort of like hooked yes. it out under the crossbar, it was, it was that game. Yeah, that but no, like, look, I mean, that is going to be some uh, some story for the grandkids, mate. Like, when you can look back on all this and say, yeah, I was, I mean, probably not the game you would have wanted to go to. You were one late, <laughs> like, weren't you really? But uh, oh, yeah, no, it, just, it just looks amazing. What's it? What's it like? Like, can you? I imagine like it must be so interesting to hear the players and could you hear Dean and and all that sort of stuff? Like, yeah. So
0: it, obviously, Dean had had occupied a position higher up in the stands uh, from Project Restart. He was actually on the touchline uh, for the large parts of yesterday. I don't know whether that's come down to, uh, you know, the performance or, or, or you know, how, how the game was going and maybe he wanted the players just to hear him a bit more. Um, but no, I, I've got to give full credit to Villa. And, I'm, you know, I'm sure you're aware of this, Dan. Um, but they the, the setup is very good. I got the email saying you know i was confirmed i had to do a health declaration form all that jazz um the new normal obviously uh which, which is totally fine uh you get there and directed to the car park you go to collect your uh, accreditation you do a temperature check uh in the ticket office so like before you even get to the stadium or whatever before you, before you can have your pass you have to have your temperature checked uh by a machine which is which is quite good actually um Everyone was very like warm and welcoming as well because, you know, uh, I don't know about you, Dan, but, you know, going to other games in press boxes that I have for, like, uni assignments and stuff like that, sometimes people aren't, I uh, <laughs> just aren't the warmest to you. Um, yeah. You know, people, people at the end of the day, they're there, they, they're doing their job. It's understandable. Um, but, no, everyone at Villa was a delight, very helpful. Um, and on the email, they actually s- s- said that I would be in an overflow area uh, which is fine and I wouldn't have a power outlet or a desk which is inconvenient but I understand that kind of stuff's there for the national press and I, I was there for a, a website Vavil, um uh, my match report and Dean Smith quotes will be in the description if you want to relive that nightmare um but no I, I got I got there in the Trinity roads uh free water which is great keep us hydrated obviously usually they put food on but um with with COVID there's you know there's none of that so that's understandable. Uh I gotta say I had a banging meal at Sheffield Wednesday. They, they did a beautiful chicken <laughs> road pie. Um so that's currently at the top at the moment. Uh it's yet to be taken off the perch. Um but no I got I got into the Trinity Road and uh someone was in my seat. I was actually in the, the Leeds area which was uh hardly uh you know enjoyable yeah. for myself. Um but no again I've been in press boxes and press areas before where um I remember one of my first instances I was at Warsaw, and I missed who assisted one of the goals. And I just asked one of the guys next to me, I was like, Oh, was that, was that Ozturma? Who was that? Like, who was it? And uh, the guy just said, Oh, well you should have been paying attention. And I'm like, hang on, mate. There's a giant fucking post in front of me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been to the best guy, but there's, there's a giant metal post that blocks the view of the, the press box. Um, so yeah, I, sometimes I've not had as many pleasant uh, experiences with other journalists in in, in press boxes. Um, but funnily enough, that guy afterwards asked me who scored the next goal, and I was like, "You should oh, be watching I, the game." I did the, no, the nice switcheroo, flapping yeah, back. I like <laughs> exactly. it. Yeah. Um, but no, like all the leads guys who I was around were were very nice, were all very helpful as well. Um, I actually did end up having a desk and a power outlet, so. Villa, uh, I've actually fitted them in in the seats in the Trinity Road stand. So it's going to be interesting when fans get back in because I was uh, I was actually sat uh, in in a girl's seat who I used to work with. Funnily enough, she she, she messaged me saying you're in my seat. I'm like oh my god. Um, so yeah, when fans are back in, I'm sure um, they'll still be that kind of overspill area for the media. Just obviously. Uh, have to work around it in terms of fans, but no, um, it, as you, as you kind of alluded to that, it really interesting hearing, uh, hearing the players and hearing, hearing Dean, because, you know, uh, I sit way at the top of the North stand, uh, you sit in the Trinity roads, don't you? Um, yeah heart of the halt with frauds um, uh, so you don't usually get to hear that kind of action it's only it's only when we go away from home like I remember the first time I, I probably uh I, I, like I properly heard uh like some communication on the pitch was uh, QPR away because you're like right on the pitch I was like on the fifth row from the front I could hear Axel yelling to Nylon, don't hoof it uh, <laughs> stuff like that it's, which is it's kind of interesting to hear um but no, Tyrone Mings, mate, what a communicator! Now, obviously, Jack Grealish is is rightfully the captain for Aston Villa. But Tyrone uh, on that pitch, that's it's almost it's, it's his responsibility. Um, you know, shouting at Trez where to be for corners, set pieces, stuff like that. It's uh, I, I took a lot of joy hearing that, and also. Uh, it was really funny. There was there was this, uh, a very squeaky voice from the lead side. And I'm thinking, who's that? And it had a slight Cockney twang to it. And it was Luke Ailing. And uh, whenever he shouts really loud, his voice gets really high. Um, I hope you're not listening to this, Luke, because uh, obviously you had the last <laughs> laugh in the end. But uh, no, it, it was funny to hear that. Again, yeah, well, you know, I hope that
1: put a smile on your face, mate, if nothing else.
0: Yeah, well, there was a, there was a point in time as well, I'm sure you saw in the game, where uh, he slipped over the ball. Oh. Um he didn't shout after that but I was ready to shout. Uh, obviously I didn't maintain uh, professionalism and all that. With the press buttons, like, wait! Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. It was it, and but it, on, on the no fans, it was really weird like you know we've we've both been to Villa Park for under 23s games where there's you know probably about the same amount of people as there was in terms of you know press box Leeds seem to have had I don't know whether they were players families or or whatever but there was a section in the Trinity road of people who were cheering for Leeds um which really bothered me because I couldn't cheer for villa uh, I'm sure the villa families and that were all in in the in the, the hospitality boxes and stuff like that uh keeping warm because man it was a cold night um you know think about that, mate. rookie error i forgot my gloves uh you know i've not learned from the first time numb hands uh not it's good so when you're trying to tweet isn't
1: it when you've got those <laughs> cold hands and your fingers just won't move
0: <laughs> there's like the odd spelling mistake i'm like crap gotta delete that tweet um but no it it was it, like it, it it was great and i feel so lucky to have been able to have watched villa um and obviously it doesn't help that we lost uh but no I, listen it's, it's something I'm going to remember for a long time um and let just let fans back in man it's not even even if there's a thousand socially distanced uh there has to be a safe way of doing it especially when you look at Norwich who are screening games live in that, Carrow wow. Road like and I rate that you know that you know you, you, you'll you you and you're making the government look stupid for it i'm i'm here for that listen that's brilliant um but you know if if you can have however many fans in carrow road watching it on the screens you can have fans in villa park um but no it's a shame because i think and we said this in the preview dan Leeds Leeds were going to be the toughest uh, side that we faced this season and and it, it proved to be that way. The first half was uh it was neither here nor there. I think you know, either team uh could have taken the lead in the first half. Jack Grealish obviously had his effort cleared off the line. Um and I've only I've only seen it back once, but I'm I'm confident that Grealish Grealish's push from Costa was should have warranted a penalty. Uh, Dino even said in in a in the in a Zoom press conference afterwards that uh, Mike Dean told him there was contact. Um, so the issue is clearly that it wasn't a clear and obvious ever, uh, error. Sorry, uh, which again is frustrating because uh, again Dean mentioned in 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 his interviews afterwards. Um, you know, I think that first goal changed the game. And if it if it swings in your favour, then uh, you know, we've seen how well Villa have performed so far this season, mate. Um what are your thoughts on the penalty? Look, it's one of those where
1: you don't want to dwell too much on those things, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like you sort of like when when I come on these things I, 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 and, and speak on the pilot, I never really like to get too bogged down in, in refereeing decisions and stuff like that. And but look, that you know there were a, f- a few key moments in the game, and, and where you know, and I I said this in in last week's podmate. I was like, it would be really interesting because you know this is like the first time in eight games that we've trailed, or something like yeah. that. You know when we went one nil down, and I said in the in the preview. Wouldn't it would be really interesting to see what happens if we go a goal down, if we go two goals down, and see how the players respond to that? And it was very, very interesting in in that sense because there was no response. Yeah, but we 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 just, you know, before the 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 shots before the first goal, so like before the first goal went in, Leeds had had four shots on target, we had had two. So It was relatively Leeds were the better side, but it was relatively easy. And the first goal goes in, we didn't have a shot on target for the rest of the game. Um, and Leeds ended with about 20, yeah. And it's like the, the we just we couldn't find it in a response. And look, mate, I'm not getting bogged down in this, I still remain optimistic. Um, we were just beaten by the better side, and there will be a response. We have a very you know, we have a Southampton side up against us nest that, that caused their own problems yes but, yeah. but that's yeah. a very winnable game for us um, and look we, we will bounce back in but we were just beaten by a side who was so well tactically drilled like the, the way that Bielsa executed that performance yesterday was, was just remarkable I mean I'm seeing Patrick Bamford morph into prime Thierry Henry, opening yeah. his body with his <laughs> left foot and bending it into the like, yeah. goal and you're like wow like you, you know if I I'm not you know, I don't want to get slated for saying this, but that's a that's a championship striker.
0: No, it, it is what Bielsa's done with Bamford yeah. is remarkable. He he's a man who's barely right. got over twelve a season any any time.
1: Look, he's doing this man. Like he's he's the he's you know he's had the
0: best start um, for any
1: lead striker in the Premier League since Eric Cantona. He's matched Eric Cantona's record in in, in the opening wow. games, he got like five goals or something like that. Absolutely mental. But that that's what I mean. The the leads side yesterday pound for pound. it's not anywhere near the quality of ours but Bielsa and this is what we were saying mate is that uh, the best managers in the world make players into something that was like previously unimaginable you know if if you look and I always reference this in the Liverpool team where like before the Liverpool who like Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, Firmino, Firmino came out of Hoffenheim Salah was like this Chelsea reject that was like just starting to, to Find his feet out in, in Roma. Sadio Mane was a good player, but he was playing at Southampton. Look at Andy Robertson when he was playing for like um, you know Queen of the South or wherever it was. Van Dijk, you know, he's he's they just elevate and and Bielsa yeah. uh, has has certainly done that with Leeds and and look mate, they deserve absolutely everything. Yesterday they 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 had the intensity, they had the aggression, they just have this this really interesting mindset where where they just play at hundred percent all the time. And these Bielsa teams have this trademark um sort of of these really direct but not sort of just overloading the box but making really precise packing the box with with midfield runners and attacking runners at the right time making yeah. intelligent runs and when Leeds countered attack when you know and they hit us on the counter we couldn't cope with with the runners and the the, the way that they they entered our box and the way that they managed to shift the ball in the final third, um, I mean, and we just had no answer for that, mate. And and look, Bamford does my head in, mate. But wow, he, he scored some brilliant, brilliant goals yesterday. Um, and uh, look, we we move on to the next one, mate. I don't want to dwell on the performance too much. Everyone knows what it was, um, and what and more importantly, what it wasn't. Um, but look, it's not time for a meltdown. It's you know, it's, it's no, far absolutely. from. Absolutely. We're still looking very pretty. We're still sat third in the table, I think, with a game in hand. I mean, albeit it, that game is Manchester City, so don't think <laughs> yeah. too much. But, uh, you know, this, the table still reads very pretty. And look, if, if, you know, if we're talking about the game on paper, as I was just saying with Leeds, you know, we shouldn't have beaten Liverpool 7-2. No. It's a freak result, you know. we Like Leicester was, a, again, an amazing win. And a, a defeat was coming. It was inevitable. Yeah, of course. It's against a side who are going to win many, many games this season. A side which, you know... 3-0 isn't great, but it's no shame to lose, lose to this Leeds side at the moment. Uh, it, it really isn't. Um, no. And we, we've got Southampton next. We, I'm awaiting a response from, from the manager, um, who, again, I I, I think Dean's floor, Like his, his substitutions, mate, they do my nutting at times. I love Dean for all he is, but my God, that man can't make us. Like, it's just this inbuilt biological innate thing (laughs) where he's like, not before the 17th minute. No, no, no. And like that's, we saw Bielsa making changes after like 20, 30 minutes, didn't we? I mean, I know they were were a little enforced, but perhaps that's the difference between the two gaffers there, mate. And I I think that's all it came down on on the night. They were were just a better, better side, run potentially by a better manager um, and uh, just got the better result. And and when you get beaten like that, mate, and you you can only hold your hands up and say fair play.
0: Yeah, I think on the substitutes, I think if anything, it's just proven that we aren't quite there yet with the squad. We have a very good start on 11 but I think in terms of the substitutions that, that, that D made or the substitute that D made, because there was only one, Trez for Treoro seemed a strange one because Villa struggled to get the ball out from their own half. There was a good 20-minute spell where we, we couldn't keep hold of the ball and we just couldn't get out of our own half. Now, in that instance, it would lend itself to having, uh, bring on a central midfielder, someone who can pick the ball up look for a pass maybe it even lends itself to Conor horahan that situation i don't know but we're in this situation now obviously we we've added uh quality in in players like you know Watkins, stroe cash but you know it, it's if we're still you know one or two transfer windows even years away from having a squad where we can bring off someone off the bench who can who can really change the game because you know we have we have good players i'm not at all you know, sat here questioning whether, you know, Nakamba or, you know, same players like that aren't good enough. But, you know, I think when you're in a situation like Chelsea, and I know it's completely different, but the fact they can even loan out Ross Barkley and still have players on their bench who are going to impact their games, that's the difference now. Um, And, you know, going forwards, Villa are going to have to maybe try and manage their games a bit better. Um, There's going to be, Rotation, I'd imagine at times we're going to see Conor Horan in that starting lineup probably uh, for some games. So, you know, maybe that does lend itself to a Ross Barkley super sub or something like that. But going forward, as you say, Dan, it, it's uh, we can't really complain too much. Dan, 12 points out of a possible 15, second in the league is, is just it, it's amazing. Obviously, uh, uh, there's a game happening now, I think, um, as, as we're recording, it's 12 o'clock. Uh, so we'll we'll be keeping a keen eye out on on how uh, those games go and where we are. I'm hoping for a better FPL weekend, Dan, because I've made a lot of changes. Oh my
1: god, I'm stinking!
0: I only had I only got six points last night. I put Martinez in. Uh, Grealish and Cash didn't get me too many, so mate, I think I'm the bad luck. I was at the game. I put Martinez <laughs> in my FPL. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to retire now. Um, but no, we've uh, obviously Southampton. we there. Will be. Um, we'll, we'll do another podcast and a preview for that because um, Dan has got to get himself to work shortly.
1: I do unfortunately, um,
0: that's the the yeah. pains of working
1: part time, mate. It's, it's starting to affect the Villa filler. It just can't be, can it? I love. Like it, <laughs> I love a word with your boss, mate. It's fine. Out of order, isn't it? Out of order. But um, no mate,
0: podcast from behind the bar.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I just have my AirPods in. I can be scuttling around doing my own thing, and we can do it that way. <laughs> um, but look, no, it's uh nah, you'll never get panic stations on, on this podcast, not this season anyway. Um, and uh no babe look, we uh we move, we move is the motto of this podcast. Um we start the Saints next. Um there's a couple of things which won't it be interesting to see because obviously now we've had no reason to change the team up to now, you yeah. know. But like it's been the same lineup every week and it's now your first like right. This is Dane's first chance to maybe just tweak a few things. You know, I'd I, it'd be interesting to see if we see that the same unchanged 11 or whether Dean goes to, to make a few changes. You know, it wasn't Trez's finest hour last night. And I think, you know, Traore will be, you know, I think we, he's he's owed a runner starts in this team. Yeah. So we can really find out what he's about. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. As you said, we, we've got Connor and and, and different things. So it will be interesting to see, see how Dean, uh, Dean goes for that next game, mate. But, um, but uh, until then, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely preview the um the Southampton game we didn't want to keep people too long uh, <laughs> d- dwelling on last night obviously but um no I, I think we just got we got a round off by um echoing that we got some nice support on the last podcast it was nice to see it get to to four thousand views that was really Into cool it. mate. Um, and and so yeah just again for, uh, we do at the end of every podcast but i almost feel obliged to mate is just to, to thank everyone for, for how this is going i think we're up to, we're past 3.1k subscribers as well now which is awesome um and so yeah just just keep definitely drop that uh your your article and the um the interviews in the description mate. i think it'd be cool if people for some reason wanna check out those and, uh, Yeah, you weird time. guys. Uh, but I, I certainly will. I certainly will. So um yeah, it be Good interesting time. to see those, mate. And uh yeah, we've got we've got a week and uh we'll get something sorted in, in the midweek, mate, and uh we'll
0: bring a we'll bring a preview for the East Saints game of you guys absolutely we'll be back soon so if you guys did enjoy please do like the video comment your thoughts below on the performance and how you think southampton will go we'll uh, potentially have a look at them in next week's podcast and if you enjoyed of course subscribe for more we really appreciate all the support you guys give us uh so yeah thank you very much up the villa the chest is essential fulfilling this potential it's a main man a hero he's the main leader of the gang nah. the the main leader of the gang now